Hello and welcome to episode 32 of Conf T with URSC recorded Tuesday, May 5th, Cinco de Mayo, 2020. A quick reminder that the thoughts and opinions expressed here are our own and to please consult with Cisco TAC or Cisco certified partners before implementing any of the recommendations made on this show. I am your host, Brian Young, and I am here with my esteemed colleague and co-host, Brian Boyd. How are you, sir? Doing well. Sun's shining. It's almost 5 p.m., so we're almost done with work. How are you? Yes, I'm doing good. The, as you said, the sun is shining, getting my my vitamin E, I think it is. Right? Sun, sunlight is vitamin E or is it vitamin D? D. 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 Okay, so I'm getting my vitamin D. Um, you know, doing some work in the yard. I actually got to mow the grass after this. So uh, I am liking being able to get outside and accomplish something. That has it's, been nice. Uh, it, it's, a, it's definitely a nice change of pace. So... Today, we got a great opportunity to speak with Trent and Scott from our Viptela team to really discuss a deep dive into the Viptela offering and kind of the SD-WAN story overall. Um, we'll let them introduce themselves, but um, I think uh, I think this was going to be a good one. For the, anyone who has listened before, if you're new to the show, we did... Um, we did an episode back, uh, episode six actually. So it's been on the been on the books for a while now. Kind of going over the different SD WAN offerings uh, that Cisco has. Kind of comparing Meraki versus Viptela. And at the time, Viptela was still kind of maturing a bit. There were a lot of caveats that we had to navigate, and we dive into that in that episode. But mm-hmm. as as I think our listeners will find out that is kind of there's a lot less caveats to navigate now so without further ado let's jump into episode 32 we're here with our special guests scott robbins and trent cleveland uh trent let's start with you why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself uh, who you are and what you do for cisco sure brian good afternoon uh, my name is trent cleveland i'm a uh, product sales specialist with the cisco sd-wan uh, powered by Viptela team I've uh, been with Cisco now for about three years, and with Scott, we team up and uh, cover the East commercial uh, operations and cover from Maine uh, all the way down to Virginia. Very cool. And uh, Scott, go out the same thing with you. Uh, hey, guys. So Scott Robbins, uh, I've been at Cisco for, at this point, um, 12 years. 11 and a half of those, I've uh, been at Account SE up in the Boston metro area. Then last November, uh, joined the Viptela or Cisco SD-WAN group uh, to partner with Trent. Very cool. Well, we appreciate you guys both coming on to the show to talk about Viptela. Uh, lots of cool th- happenings going on right now with Viptela in terms of some new code releases and stuff. So I thought it would be a real good time to get you guys on here and really kind of dive deep into this product. We've had uh, episodes in the past where we've kind of compared the different SD-WAN options that we offer uh, and, and talked about a few of the competitive differentiators. We will touch on a little bit of that uh, towards the end, but really um, wanted to kind of have a, a conversation specifically around Viptela and what we're doing right now with that product in the SD-WAN space. So uh, Trent, I, I, I don't know if we want to go with uh, Trent or Scott on this one, but um, we can just go through a kind of a quick refresher of what is SD-WAN and, and, and what are its benefits? Why is it such a hot topic in the market right now? Sure. Um, I can kind of kick it off here. And then uh, if I mess something up or if something needs to be added, we can, uh, Scott can come in and back me up. There you go. So, Basically, you know, Scott and I talked about this and, you know, one of the things that we 
typically go over with everybody that's looking at a basic SD-WAN solution. Uh, we kind of bring everybody back to the uh, lead industry uh, definition or according to what lead analysts uh, say SD-WAN is. And at the end of the day, the things that we like to highlight are the fact that, um, you know, an SD-WAN offering is going to give you a secure overlay on your WAN, a hybrid secure overlay. Uh, we're also going to give the customers the ability to um, experience policy-driven uh, app-aware path selection. And then when you get into actually driving the technology itself, we offer that single pane of glass um, management, visibility, and orchestration platform through our vManage portal. And then just to kind of round it out, uh, we have multiple different uh, router platforms that we can discuss within the Cisco portfolio. Uh, and then also uh, the path agnostic, uh, implying uh, that you're going to get circuit cost savings uh, as it uh, gets smart and intuitive on how it routes your traffic. Yeah, and I'll just jump in there quick. Um, the other thought is, too, um, you know, I think initially when SD-WAN came out, it was almost just like performance routing, you know, maximizing the utilization of all transports. We usually have customers even today that have, you know, a uh, internet backup circuit that they're just using for backup. So I think SD-WAN came in and that was kind of the, uh, the original kind of definition outside of separation of control plan and data plan for SD part of it. Uh, but now it's kind of grown. Now we're looking at defining it more along the terms of automation, you know, with our plug and play, you know, how we do that. And then, you know, we have competitors that do it similarly, not quite as good. Also cloud optimization. So we're seeing a lot of DIA out there, a lot of, um, you know, SaaS applications that customers are utilizing you know, the, the ability to be able to optimize the path or take a look at multiple paths. And then now we, what we've had come in and now we're seeing competitors do this as well is the security conversation. So pulling in all those security pieces, um, whether it's IDS, firewall, AMP, et cetera. I'm glad you mentioned the cloud optimization piece because um, a lot of the customers I deal with, right, when we're talking SD-WAN or having a conversation and, and the WAN topic comes up, I I'm seeing in the industry, there's some customers that absolutely need it, want it, rely on it, but there are more and more services moving to the cloud where the WAN isn't as necessary as it used to be, right? And in the past, right, if you wanted to get email, you needed to spend all the money to get an MPLS circuit to have that branch office talk to the exchange server at the headquarters. But with now, like direct internet access circuits being a lot less expensive and a lot of the services being pushed into the cloud or kind of having a hybrid, the WAN or the interconnectivity between offices maybe isn't as necessary. Or if it if there are still pro services that you need access to that are at a headquarters site, this is where SD-WAN can really play, just being able to allow you to use any, t any number of different connections, uh, whether that's cellular um, cable, DSL, whatever, to get back and have a secure overlay on top of that. Is, is that kind of what you're seeing um, when you're talking to customers? It's exactly what we're seeing. I mean, we're, I think we're seeing it a lot more often. Um, just, you know, cloud applications in general. But yes, that's that's pretty much what we're seeing out there. And let's. I, I want to dive a little bit into that. So what what can we do in terms of the cloud optimization for the customers that do have a big presence in AWS and Azure where that WAN interconnectivity between two offices is not as utilized as it used to be. Uh, what can the Viptela solution do to help them in that regard? 
So I'll answer this. So a couple of different things that we that we do. So now we have you know virtual devices, so virtual WAN edges that we can place or spin up in AWS and Azure, and that's extending the overall SD WAN fabric. So that just becomes almost like a, a an on prem deployment, but it's actually in the cloud. The other thing that we do, but from both a, a SaaS and an IaaS perspective, is uh, we can measure links. So if you think of a, a typical um, you know branch site may have DIA. But it also may have, you know, connectivity to uh, the internet over maybe a, you know, the MPLS to a regional site or a data center. We can actually test all paths uh, to the internet. Um, you know, doing kind of a layer seven health check based on uh, packet loss and latency, and then choose the best performing. So even though my DAA may may be there, may be probably the best performing, but maybe it's not for one day or these couple hours. We can make a switch to go over. You know, like I said, maybe a regional hub to hit, um, you know, a SaaS application like Officer 65 or Salesforce. So right off the bat, it sounds like the customer is going to be getting savings uh, from, you know, cutting out MPLS if they choose to go that route. They'll also have an easier platform to manage, security benefits. Um, what, what would you say is a good candidate for a customer to start, you know, looking at this option? Is it someone with a number of sites? Um, would smaller customers be someone to look at, you know? Who should be looking at this offering? So I, th- I think, you know, Scott and I see a wide range of customers. And, you know, I tell account managers that I work with and, and customers too, you know, don't be so wrapped around, you know, the ne- the site count that you necessarily have uh, for your network because that doesn't necessarily mean anything. We get, we get customers that might come to us with 10 sites, but they've got, you know, large data that they're pushing through each one of those sites, like a gig plus. Um, I think each individual customer has their own unique story. And, you know, one of the fun things about this job is Scott and I get a chance to address those those unique uh, personalities of the customers, if you will, um, when looking at SD-WAN. So, you know, we've got people that, you know, their cloud on-ramp uh, or their cloud uh, migration process might not quite be started yet. That's a different conversation than somebody, say, who's in the middle of migrating a lot of uh, different applications to the cloud. So I think it I think it's definitely subjective to the customer. But, but, but to go back, you know, to, to Brian's point, I, it, anybody can look at SD-WAN. I mean, it's not just for somebody in the financial sector or somebody that has a thousand plus sites. Um, you know, SD-WAN is going to affect everybody, whether they have five sites or a thousand. Right, right. Yeah. And when it comes to SD-WAN, right, Cisco has not, this is not a new thing for us, right? We've We've been doing this for a while. We we started off with uh, with Cisco IWAN, which is now really kind of uh, this Viptela offering has taken its place, um, and of course we're offering the SD WAN functionalities and pieces there with Meraki for mm-hmm. customers that need a simpler type of development. But in terms of kind of that switchover, right? Uh, you guys were from the Viptela acquisition, right? So I came in right after the acquisition. Okay. And, and yeah. Yeah. And then, then I, I was, I've been at Cisco forever. So prior to being, you know, kind of a, a Viptela or SD-WAN guy, I was the IWAN SD-WAN okay. uh, person as, as, the, as an account SD. So it's an interesting transition for me to see because to me, IWAN was kind of things that are pieced together, um, you know, DMVPN and PFR. Yeah. Um, were put together. So it was kind of a, a different type of solution, um, you know, with components and technologies that have been around for a while that have just been updated. We try to piece them together. The switch or the interesting switch is that 
we became kind of behind where a lot of our competitors were. So we did what any big company would do. We, we selected what we thought was the best in Viptela and that kind of brought us to, you know, uh, to today. That's, that's cool. I'm, I'm glad you were able to offer that, that insight. Cause I had started with Cisco. Um, I think by the time it was maybe less than a year from when I started Cisco to when we had kind of made the change from IWAN to Viptela. So I was studying IWAN. I actually presented it to a few customers and did some, some demos. And then of course everything kind of got changed up, but it sounds like it was the right thing to do. As you said, we were kind of falling behind in terms of our features and capabilities there, even though a lot of the, um, it was it was the right mindset, right? We had the we had the best of intentions behind it, right? The DMVPN stuff, all, all that stuff was, it was it was there, it was ready to go, um, but it just wasn't packaged as nicely. And with the Viptela acquisition, it sounds like we were able to really uh, put a bow on it. And then, of course, with the latest updates, which we'll talk about shortly, uh, we've really kind of brought it full circle to being a, a complete replacement uh, for just about any type of customer, regardless of just how complex they're. SD-WAN needs are. Yeah, and it doesn't doesn't hurt either that Khalid Raza, who you know headed up our IWAN and um, you know a lot of those service provider connections before we moved into the SD-WAN um, battle space, if you will, you know he kind of helped champion that and bring it over uh, to Cisco when Viptela was ready. So that that definitely helped as well. So we 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 touched on kind of the competitive piece there, and, and you know where we were really falling behind with IWAN, and obviously. It made sense to bring in Viptela, bring it under the Cisco wing. And of course, uh, as we'll discuss again in a little bit, we'll talk about the full integrations there with what we were doing before with our ISR routers and what we can do now with ISRs running Viptela code. But in terms of kind of where we stand um, with the Viptela suite versus some of the competitors out there, what are really the, the key differentiators here that really have our customers looking at Viptela over another product? Sure. So I, and I know Scott will take this a little bit deeper from a technical standpoint, but you know, when we were talking about this earlier, I think the two biggest differentiators that separate us from the competition is the entire intent-based networking journey conversation that Cisco has been having, um, you know, over the last year, year and a half. You know, the idea of, you know, having that ISR platform be the branch in a box, if you will. Um, to go back on Scott's comment earlier, you know, when we were, uh, you know, Cisco now has several different options when it comes to SD-WAN. And when you look at the overall long-term path, Cisco's recognized that from an ISR and ASR standpoint, they've got a large uh, deployment of those routers across their customer base. And I think the idea of not only being able to house normal routing functions, but to also be able to house the SD-WAN software and on top of that, um, you know, kind of the bow on top is being able to realize those full security features, whether it's IPS, IDS, your URL filtering, um, your firewall capabilities that are more than just a zone-based firewall. Um, you know, when customers are looking at an SD-WAN solution, we truly are, you know, a, a one-stop shop, if you will. We can, with the ISR line and the path, the roadmap that Cisco's taking, the idea is that you can do everything on one box. And I think that's, at the end of the day, that's a huge differentiator for us. Uh, the customers that Scott and I typically are faced with on a weekly basis that come to us with a project, we're seeing more and more of them that are coming to us with an existing ISR install base. And it just makes the conversation um, 
makes the conversation a little bit easier than when you're going in, you know, to a customer that's maybe not a Cisco shop or somebody that's never run any kind of Cisco routers in their environment before. So I think between the security and being able to offer everything onto that one platform is probably our biggest differentiator out there. Scott, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with that as well. We have a lot of competitors that have to bring in partners. There are also our competitors specifically around the, the security side, the security integration that we're doing is, um, has come a long way. And now we're with this newest release, we have some added features and we still have roadmap there. So there's still other pieces coming there uh, specific to around cloud security. But the other part that we hadn't had before this release was unified communications. So talked about branch in the box, you know, for, for years, and a lot of customers, you know, terminate voice and, um, you know, have full UC capabilities, SRST connecting to, you know, call manager. So all of those things are coming. Some of them are the, are here today, but that, you know, we're able to, um, to unlock some of the UC stuff. My other thoughts would be, we have a lot of different platform uh, choices and there's pros and cons to that. It, it gets confusing. There's virtual, you know, there's physical, we have, you know, uh, the ISRs that can do the voice and the security and some that just do Ethernet and, and uh, termination and routing. We have LTE, we have wireless. So there's a lot of different scenarios um, that we can cover for customers with a, a number of different platforms. Um, the other thoughts around just competitive differences, we probably don't talk about it enough, but we get very granular in terms of what we can do with um, routing protocol, attribute filtering, um, our data policies, how we're setting those up, it can get extremely, uh, extremely granular compared to a number of our competitors. Uh, segmentation would be the other big thing. So we got to think about it in terms of um, uh, how do we segment off <coughs> certain uh, traffic that are that belong to you know certain pieces. So like IoT or guest, we can do VRF level um, uh, segmentation uh, called VPN is what we call it. Um, up to 64 segments, I believe it is. And those are our own separate routing domains and can contain separate uh, routing application aware policy topologies. So the fact that we can get that deep is, um, is really important from a competitive standpoint. And just to add a couple other things in there too, you know, you've got other um, platform, you know, within our multiple platform options that we have, you're also able to explore things like LTE, uh, wireless and voice, which when we start talking about the latest code release, um, you know, we can go a little bit deeper on those, but, you know, definitely like Scott said, it can go very deep, very fast, but there's a lot of options that customers have. And then, and then thinking about roadmap things. So things that aren't here today. So we've been talking about ACI, um, from a segmentation standpoint, uh, as well as SDA for a long time. Well, there's, there's WAN in between that. And we need to make those all talk and be able to, you know, exchange information. Um, so that's coming. Our, our focus is on what we call multi-domain. So going from SDA um, to to the WAN from a segmentation standpoint and then to ACI and, and vice versa. So that is coming. That is on the roadmap. If you think about it from a competitive standpoint, um, those competitors to do something similar or most likely from an SD-WAN standpoint are going to have to bring in partners um, for wireless and wired infrastructure to kind of make that all work together. So it sounds like part of the long-term goal is to have, you know, maybe you're bought into Cisco from a network perspective. So end-to-end, you can set your policy, no matter if it's going to the cloud, no matter if it's going to your data center or if it's hitting your, your campus network. It's going to have that same QoS policy, you know, quality of service, things like that, uh, no matter where it is. And and don't forget IoT, Brian. I mean, we um, 
if you remember from the the interviews that we did from Cisco Impact last year, where we spent a lot of time down in the um, talking with IoT folks, they were headed in the same direction. They were looking at software defined access as a critical piece of integrating their many pieces of the puzzle. And if you, as you mentioned, if you're looking at, especially whether it's a branch or it's a uh, box in the middle of an intersection that's got a bunch of cameras and traffic lights and all this other stuff that are connected to it, there has to be a WAN between those two pieces there. And whether that's cellular, you know, LTE or um, uh, some type of point-to-point wireless or regular cable internet, you need to have that reliable transport and be able to have those policies and those intentions of securing your network extend beyond the boundaries of the building that those services mainly reside, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a good point, Brian, because that's one of the talk tracks that we discuss with new customers that are, uh, you know, exploring SD-WAN, you know, especially with the branch footprint, well, especially now with COVID going on with, you know, people working remotely and, you know, a lot more people working on tablets and, you know, other devices outside of just a laptop that the edge uh, takes on a completely different footprint. And when you start looking at being able to provide a, you know, a good optimal application experience, and like you said, you know, being able to have that embedded multi-layered security um, and flexible connectivity, that speaks to the entire, you know, SD-WAN conversation and, and kind of where companies need to be or customers need to be looking for future, uh, future-proof, if you will. And, and delivering it in a smaller footprint, right? Because, I mean, as you said, right. being able to, to, provide, to do all this in a one-box solution, that being the ultimate goal, and I can see where a lot of the pieces of those puzzles are coming together to make that a reality. Um, that's, that's critical. And I think it's appealing to customers. Yeah, I agree. And this is probably a good jumping off point to talk about, uh, the newest update to Viptela. So when we first did our episode around SD-WAN, Viptela was a pretty new acquisition. We were just starting to introduce, uh, Viptela code on the ISRs. Um, so with the new 17.2 update, uh, what kind of exciting news can we share with people around new features around Viptela on ISR routers? Sure. So 17.2 uh, focuses or is specific to the XE SD-WAN release, um, and then it's 20.1 on the controller side. So 17.2, um, and this is really where our developers, development is really going. This is where the branch in the box for all these other features, um, that's, that's where all this is going, the iOS XE SD-WAN. Um, one of the big ones, and it's not talked about, uh, uh, you know, probably enough on some calls, um, is that it's actually a universal image now. Uh, previous to this, there was an iOS XE image and there was an XE SD-WAN image. So you had to do a migration or an upgrade to XE SD-WAN. And the issues that we've had is that, you know, not all features um, in iOS XE were in XE SD-WAN. Some things didn't work that great. So with previous uh, code releases, we've actually fixed a number of bugs. But going forward, I think this helps out. There's this universal image is one image. So we can put it in a certain mode. Um, it could be in an autonomous mode, which is your classic iOS XE, um, or in a, um, a controller mode, so your vManaged controlled router. So just a couple of commands and a, and a reboot, you know, we can switch. I think a good part of that uh, or a good piece that that um, identifies is 
we have customers that maybe are just doing a router refresh and aren't ready for SD-WAN today, either from a maturity standpoint or, you know, a business standpoint. You know, we can put these routers out there and then once they're ready, just flip them over to the XD-SD-WAN code. That's that's pretty fantastic. So I know previously, basically, you'd have to choose, right? You'd get the ISR on site, you'd download the code you'd want. If you wanted SD-WAN, you'd download one uh, code set. The other way, you'd have to download a different um, version. So now, basically, you're telling me that we can just download the one, the universal image, and then in CLI, you can choose which way you want it to be managed. Exactly. And think about it from a, a, a bug uh, standpoint. Now that's one image to be tested. It's not uh, here's iOS XE, here's the XCSD one. They're two different. You know, we're you know we're we're testing uh, we're testing on one image. It's just just a, 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 a big deal from going to two to one there. So the other couple ones that I'll mention that that, that are big. So this is one that I I, I wish were in the uh, the initial or you know release a long time ago. Cloud on ramp for SaaS. So we kind of talked about that. That was the kind of you know testing of the internet. Um, uh, the internet circuits to make the best possible decision for a SaaS application. So that's now on the XESD WAN code or the new universal image. I'm going to now remember to refer to it as that. Uh, SIG is the other one. So secure internet gateway. We're at the beginning with this. This is going to be really powerful for those customers that want to take advantage of cloud security or even customers that don't want to consume uh, security services on their routing platform because recognize that that brings down the level of throughput, uh, you know, use a CPU. Uh, we're going to have the option, you know, uh, to do some cloud security today with this release. It's really just the DNS layer umbrella, reputation-based security, and layer three, layer four firewall. But as we move forward in uh, the additional releases, we're going to be able to do a lot more. Um, uh, even CASB will be a part of this. So there's a lot of pieces that are coming, but that's kind of where we're at uh, today. I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, we actually did cover SIG on episode 28 so just a few episodes back um and i you know i I love how these always come together in terms of they kind of just play off of each other right (laughs) in terms of uh the different products and we should be seeing sig come into production here within the next few days that's kind of what we're being being told so should be good yeah yeah a couple of the whoops sorry good i was just gonna say that that initial release that that i just talked about will be uh uh, May 8th. So a couple of days. Yeah. Nice. May 8th. And then a couple other things too, and, and Scott, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think two of the other things that are releases that came out specifically on this 17 series code are voice optimization and multicast. You know, we had a handful of customers in this territory that needed multicast that we could previously only offer on, on the V edge. And now that's, uh, that's available on the C edge moving forward. So that, that's another good one, I think. Yeah. I'm a- Multicast is, is definitely a huge one. And yes, the other one, um, Unified Communications, is also big. So we're doing this in a phased approach. Um, this first phase, we're able to offer, um, you know, SRST. Um, we can do a SIP truck to call manager. Um, we do offer now at the modules for um, analog uh, voice termination, so FXS, FXO. Uh, it's all SIP-based right now. Um, we will in the future you know, have like MTCP and H323, it looks like, and Skinny. But this is kind of our first phase um, into this with UC. So those are awesome uh, announcements for, you know, particularly for branch sites where you have SIG for security, plus the already existing security features in Viptela, um, plus the ability to use uh, uh, voice gateways. Um, you know, in, if you're not using SIP, then wait a couple months and hopefully we'll have uh, MGCP out 
What about UCSE servers, uh, specifically for like a branch in a box deployment? So it's coming. Um, the, the biggest use case, what we're going to have for our UCSE was we're going to support VWAS. I think it was supposed to be in this release, but we'll be in now in a subsequent release. But yeah, that, that is the focus. There's certain, it's, it's not there today, but the focus will be we support a UCSE blade. Here are these applications because we still want this to be a branch in a, in a box. And as part of that, we need a server in there. So that's, that's, that's coming. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, good to point out too that this this newest 17 series release puts us right about 90% feature parity with the Viptela iOS, uh, iOS that we brought over in the acquisition. And then the next um, release directly after this newest one is supposed to put us right at around 100% feature parity between the two. So um, just something to keep in your back pocket as these new code releases come out. Nice. It's it's exciting to see how quickly this has really ramped up from the Viptela acquisition to, you know, the bringing in, you know, having to look choose between VEdge hardware versus ISR, what type of operating system. Now there's a unified image and there's feature parity coming. Uh, and then, of course, on top of that, all the additional uh, security features that you're adding on to this, like SIG, um, IDS, IPS, stuff like that to just bolster the product even more and really uh, has, as we've said multiple times here, make this into a branch in a box and having a one box solution. So that's, that's really cool. And, and speaking kind of along those lines and continuing that conversation, uh, what else without uh, giving away any state secrets can we discuss in terms of product roadmap? Uh, I'd be interested specifically in any of the security stuff, but anything in general. So the security stuff, well, one of the things that I didn't mention that is um, in the 17.2 release is um, TLS and SSL proxy. So intercepting intercepting SSL traffic, decrypting, running it through our security services and re-corrupting and redirecting. So that's there in 17.2. The focus from a security standpoint, um, there'll be uh, more granular controls. So Security is meant to be the, uh, for um, SD-WAN, is meant to be kind of that branch level security. We don't have the granular level of uh, management and configuration that like an FMC would have for firepower. And I I do see that we're making um, some development efforts there. We're going to be able to do things like custom IPS signature at some point. Um, You know, so we are making, um, you know, added features as part of like what we have in terms of existing. SIG will be the the big one, and that's the one that I think everyone's waiting for. So once we're fully up with SIG, we'll have URL filtering, you know, kind of an app control, a file type control. AMP will be part of that. Threat Grid will be part of that. Uh, I think AnyConnect, you know, uh, will be part of that as well. So so those are big ones that are coming probably next calendar year. I think there may be something before, but, you know, I think it's going to be a bit of time before we're actually there. And then on top of that, it's our second phase for voice, so voice uh, for unified communications. So I mentioned the analog uh, uh, voice modules, the digital voice mo- modules, so like T1 PRIs, um, that'll be available. Uh, we're looking at probably the July release. Uh, doing things like Cube, we can't do that now. Um, supporting a DSP farm, so you can do conferencing and transcoding. Uh, and as already mentioned, the supporting, you know, like MGCP and Skinny and H323 dial peers. Exciting stuff. It sounds like we're making a lot of progress, but there's still a bit more to go and uh, definitely have everything lined up to be able to go down and, and take care of these things. So that's that's really cool. Um, 
Scott, anything more you want to add? Uh, I think we're, I think we can wrap this up uh, unless there's more that we, anything that we missed, but Scott, is there anything you want to add to the conversation as we uh, wrap this up here? The only thing that I'll mention, uh, and this will be probably a 20, definitely a 2021. So from a partnership standpoint, we, uh, in Google, uh, made an announcement, uh, I think about a week ago at this point. So Cisco SD-WAN Cloud Hub with Google, uh, with Google Cloud. So this is just kind of, you know, the details aren't all there at this point, but this we're going to, it's further enhancement to kind of extend the fabric into um, the Google Cloud. So you think about a multi-cloud scenario and architecture being able to, you know, have policies and controls and, you know, looking at what's going on from an analytical standpoint, from an application um, in Google Cloud. So that's that's new. It's brand new. Um, but that uh, it's, I'm glad to see that we have that partnership lined up. Very cool. Exciting stuff indeed. Trent, anything you want to add? No, I appreciate you guys having us on. Um, you know, Scott and I are here just for anybody listening to have that conversation. Uh, no matter where you are in your process, we're just uh, really excited about the changes that have come about here in the last 30 days and really, you know, very optimistic about the path forward with this technology. So thanks for having us today. No, we appreciate the time. And we'll be sure to include uh, any links to um, any of the topics we've discussed here maybe some release notes and some um, Cisco pages on the Viptel offerings, as well as uh, if the guys want to share it, maybe uh, their LinkedIn uh, or Twitter handles or whatever. Uh, so you can reach out to them. And of course, as we always say, reach out to your account team for any questions and we can definitely uh, get you in front of the product, uh, kick the tires, take a look at it and make sure that it's a good fit. Um, SD-WAN is always a uh, a hot topic and be, can be very difficult to uh, POV because it can be a bit disruptive. But, um, you know, these guys uh, can definitely, your account team can work with you in figuring out what the best course of action would be and uh, get you get you in front of this product. So, guys, thank you. Uh, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate you joining us today. Thanks, gentlemen. Appreciate it. Thanks, Brian. All right, we're back. Brian, uh, what did you think about that? I think this is a good one. Um, I think it really builds off of what we discussed in the last episode where it was more of an intro talking about a couple different solutions. And, um, you know, it was back when we first acquired Viptela. So some of the features weren't there yet. So kind of revisiting it and talking about the most recent release uh, with some experts has been fantastic. Yeah, 100% agreed. Um, really, as I said, trying to go, we had a lot of caveats to navigate uh, in, in the past. And that list is getting dwindled down more and more. Um, obviously, we are still offering the two solutions, Meraki still being a very viable solution for a lot of our customers. Mm -hmm. But, you know, where Viptela fits, where it makes sense, if where, if it, you know, we, the benefit of what you and I get to do, Brian, is that we can really be impartial to be able to look at a customer's SD-WAN opportunity or, uh, issues that they're facing with their current infrastructure and be able to recommend the right solution for them. And I think between these two products, we really kind of cover all the bases. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the, the choice between Meraki and Vitella is still going to be there um, with pretty distinct guidelines with which one you should go towards, depending on what your shop looks like. Right. Um, but if they do decide to go with Viptela, the fact that we now have a unified image, now we're you know starting to get feature parity with ISR, I think that makes our job and the customer's job a lot easier. Uh, so you don't have to navigate all these choices. 
a lot easier because, yeah, as you said, in, in the past, there were a lot more choices than just Meraki and Viptela because it was like, okay, if we go with Viptela, are we doing V-Edge devices? Or are we doing ISRs? And if we're doing ISRs, are we doing this image? Or are we doing that image? Mm-hmm. It, it's, and what features it, do you need? Because it, this feature is not my, you know, in the V-Edge, this one's in the ISR. So right, it's right. a lot better now. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I remember those. <laughs> I remember those days. Uh, they were not fun. Just trying to navigate all of those different things and making sure that ultimately the customer got what they needed. Uh, and I think I'm really excited about all the additional security pieces that are getting folded into this as well. Um, as as one of them mentioned uh, during the interview, it's not FMC, right? When it comes to the eye intrusion prevention stuff, like mm-hmm. the stuff that you can do in FMC, you're not going to do in Viptela, but being able to really kind of tweak that a little bit and, you know, have the, the functionality of this, um, the features of the Snort engine, very similar to what we're doing with Meraki today, when you get the advanced security f- license, being able to have that capability so that you can protect that branch, uh, even though you don't necessarily need all the nerd knobs that go along that FMC provides, being able to still provide that branch with the same protection as your corporate office that's got firepower. Uh, I think that's a, that's a huge win there and being able to do it all in a Nice one-box solution. So really, really cool stuff. Really excited to see where things go. Absolutely. With that, Brian, anything else uh, you want to add before we uh, wrap up number 32 and call this one done? I'm all set. Very good. Well, thank you, Brian. And thank you for listening to Conf T with URSE. If you have a question you'd like us to answer or a topic you'd like to suggest, please send us an email at hello at conft.show. And if you like the show, please consider sharing it with your friends and colleagues and giving us a rating and review on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. And if you're not already subscribed, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you can get notified when we publish an episode every two weeks. Show notes for this episode can be found on our website at conft.show. That's C-O-N-F-T dot S-H-O-W. As always, stay safe out there, wash your hands, don't forget to save that config.